Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff on a Sunday night. It's Veterans Weekend and it is November 10th as we do this show at exactly 9 o'clock tonight. How about us? <laughs> Shout out to all our friends like Brian Curry, Ryan Barkley, and everybody in between for Veterans Day. Absolutely. Thank, thank you very, very much for allowing us to have as much fun as we have. You know what? I was just talking to a friend of mine who is working tomorrow on Veterans Day. And I said, I don't know anyone that's working on Veterans Day. Uh, We were open. I just, I'm going out of town on Wednesday. And so we, we, it would be like a seven day work week. So they don't want us doing that. I understand. But I was thinking a military town, especially. Yeah. San Diego, they should honor the veterans and say, you know what? We aren't working today. Yeah, it should be. But, off you go. I'm off tomorrow. I'm actually off Good. tomorrow. But um, but yeah, thank you to all those guys. Thank you to Dan Williams for everything he does for the vets and all our guys in between, a, a bunch of you. And, and two made a name here, but we appreciate each and every one of you. Absolutely. All right, so let's get to the big news of the yeah. show. Yeah. So Alabama. La- <laughs> we can talk Alabama later if you want. Fuck that. We've been waiting for these uniforms for years. Shit, man. For years. Well, I'll start by saying it was funny last night. I I told you everything as I heard it. I hadn't seen any drawings because I didn't know, kind of I think we said about a week ago. Yeah. I don't know how many people in the building knew what our people knew. And so I couldn't go into great detail because if only five people know, they could have all been in a lot of trouble. Exactly. But... As I was trying to get information from a handful of different people, man, we were really, really preparing for the worst. And the one thing that I had been told, I heard the trim on the home jersey was much bigger. Like, I was expecting it to be like a half inch, like crazy big. And then the, the alternate road jersey... The one we saw Fernando Tatis in, that was the one that had been described to me as hideous. <laughs> and so, Dave, I'm just telling you, I went into yesterday really, really expecting the worst and expecting to be incredibly disappointed. I was at a kid's, uh, my kids had their birthday party last night. Yeah. So we were at Dave and Buster's in Mission Valley. So you didn't see it live, but you got it across your like Twitter feed extremely fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw that picture that came out relatively quick of the home jersey, of the road jersey, and the alternate road jersey. Today we see the camo jerseys. Shit, Dave, I think they did a great job. I really do. I I have one question about them, um, which I'll get to in a second. But you start with the home jersey. And I had been told, oh, man, they they screwed this up. (laughs) And I didn't see anybody on social media last night from a Padre fan perspective, from people that I look at and go, man, these guys. And and not everybody falls into the Padres Twitter under that umbrella. Yeah. Just Padre fans, the Padre Twitter guys, um, media, everything else, starting with the home jersey. Man, I I found that to be a, a r- just an amazing success. I thought they killed it. You know, so okay, so I'm watching it live on Padres.com. Oh, because okay. we knew it wasn't going to be on TV, so I just had to figure yeah. the Padres are going to carry this thing live. There was no mention no. that I could find that they were going to carry it live, but I just said I'm going to log on and, and think it's going to go. I couldn't find it on the website. 
And Fox Sports San Diego probably had a Huge Ducks fucking game or something. Yeah, big, college football. Yeah, big big editing mistake because it would have been big here. I think obviously for people to watch it. I think honestly, it would have got probably more more um, views than some of the games. Yeah, that people really wanted to know what was going to happen. So, basically, Mark Grant or Cillo Agler, Tony Gwynn Jr. They get on stage and they have a script and they do their chuckle stuff. Mm-hmm. Mark Grant was more the chuckles guy. Okay, and then they start it dragged on too long, and then you yeah. say, okay, well, when the hell are the uniforms coming out? Not only did I think it was cool that the way they brought him out, they brought him out with your favorite players wearing Yeah. Them. I mean, Tatis comes out, and Machado and Hosmer, they come out. So they're guys that you go, okay, these are guys you're going to see wearing the uniforms. You can't wait to see Tatis. I think a lot of people just want to see Tatis walk without right. – look like he was in a back brace. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was it was, it was was obviously uh, a nice crowd at Petco Park. A lot of people were there. When they when – they, I saw a picture of the uniforms before I saw the players. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't exactly a fan until I saw the players weren't wearing them and thought they looked better. The, meaning the, the home yeah. white one first. Did you talk about the trim? I wasn't sure about the trim around the neck and the sleeves. Yeah. The home whites, to me, are the best ones. Yeah. And the home whites agree. should always be the should best ones. Should always be the best ones. Because those are your most of your fans are going to see those uniforms. Those should always be your best ones. I thought yeah. for what they were trying to do, I thought they did a good job. I thought uh, overall, I thought they did a good job. I thought... Um, uh, you know uh, the the what you call the road uniform with the pinstripes and the San Diego. Not my favorite, you know. But I will tell you what, but the, not hideous. As no, 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 not a, not at all. And I'll I'll say this because I don't want to make people upset. I will say two things. One is I'm not a fan of the color brown. Period. I just yeah. don't own a lot of things that are brown. Right. I talked to a, a guy today who's a season ticket holder who said, "Oh, I love them." And I said, "Which jersey are you going to get?" He goes, "I'm getting all of them." Really? And I go, you're getting all of them. I go, do you love the color brown? He goes, I love the color brown. I go, would you go out and buy a brown car? Oh, fuck no. No. I go, of course you aren't going to buy a, color, but it's a brown different, car. different, Dave. It's different in the sense that in this town, for this for that baseball city, uh, or I'm sorry, for the fan base, that was always us, as I saw in the Union Shit. Tribune. I mean, really, it's a, it's a shitty history. Yeah, but I'm saying that was Padre baseball. I that, got it. And the... There's a thousand teams that wore navy. There was including the two teams in the World Series just now. Fine, okay, okay. I'm I just saying you. no one ever wears I a championship you. wearing fucking brown. Well, not yet. <sighs> fucking coming, asshole. Really, and Cleveland nobody, Browns fans are like these uniforms <laughs> suck. When are they starting? Um, but they they want it back. And, I understand. And That's what the, the fans thing. wanted. That's what I was getting to. This yeah. is what the fans wanted. Good for them. You got what you wanted, and I'm not shitting on your parade. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying, for me, as a guy that that sits here from the outside, I'm just not a fan of the color brown. I told you I was fine with the 98 ones. Those are my favorites. So, uh, yeah, they were okay. okay I didn't like the blue and orange. I didn't uh, need that. Uh, so I like the navy blue and orange. I thought that yeah. was different. The, the yeah. Mets had royal blue and orange. So the the brown and, and the yellow, it's funny. They when pe- they were talking about the uniforms yesterday, people act like there was never any orange in the uniform. There was an orange in the Padre yeah. uniforms. Starting from 85. Yeah. And it seems weird to me that even a guy like Trevor Hoffman, who never wore brown, he was a big part of what yep. you saw on Padres.com. And I was like, fuck, you're a Hall of Famer. You you don't even connect to these fucking uniforms anymore. No. Well, he would have in the sense that uh, he obviously knows the history. He's of seen course. all of it. I'll say this, man. I, I got here in 81, and they were wearing the 84 jerseys. Yeah. The 84 jerseys will always be iconic, but for me yesterday, that home jersey I look at, I go, that's it. 
That's the home jersey for the next 20 years. It should oh, I be. I hope it's for 100 years. should be. Yes. Right. At least for a long, long time. Yeah, you, go, you want to be what the Cardinals, Dodgers, Yankees, Red sure, Sox, all that all shit. of them. Okay. And you go, fuck, that's it. You got it. Now, yeah. this was just a question, and I didn't even put it out on social media because you don't want to be that guy. The one thing that I looked at that jersey, and I really, really like it, I was curious, just from a Jersey fan standpoint, yeah. what would that jersey have looked like with a small 13 Machado on the front? Yeah. Would that have looked cool? I'm sure they looked at a very uh, a version like that and determined the one they have. I like but numbers on the front. I do, too. I yeah. think it's cool. But I didn't want to put that out on social media you because like a dick. you're just being a dick. And that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't it. Yes. If they ultimately determined this was better, then I'm fine with it. The one thing I haven't seen all day that I really wanted to see was the back of the jersey. I wanted to see what the numbers look like. I want to see what the names oh, you can look find like. It. You can find them. Uh, okay. just go to Padres.com has so many different angles of them, but you, you can find them. So, they did a good job. They, uh, they really they, did. They a gave good the job. fans exactly what they wanted, and there aren't a lot of fan bases who can say that about their favorite team. All right. Now, all of a sudden, immediately, I knew I was waiting all night for who would be the dick or the douche or who would be complaining about it. And again, I had 12 kids that I was trying to keep an eye on at Dave and Buster's last night, so I didn't see a lot. And I was pretty stoked with everything, mostly from my own standpoint. Yeah. While, Dave, I agree with you that the brown jersey, um, like the 84 brown jersey, I know a lot of people love that. That was never my particular favorite. Yeah. But I have so many friends that are in kind of that same fraternity that were really stoked for it that I looked at that last night and go, shit, that's cool. I like that they evened out the font. I thought the gold with the white trim around it stood out really cool. Uh, I didn't mind it with the tan pants. And then you got that dumb shit John Howard today. Really? <laughs> what did yeah, John fucking do? Fucking John is so dumb. Oh, that's funny. He goes, hey, you know what? I really hope when they wear that jersey that Hosmer has on Friday nights at Petco Park that they wear it again with the white pants. And you're like, John, they're not wearing that Fridays anymore, you dumb shit. That's not the Friday jersey. Okay? Fuck, where you been when they said that's the road jersey? And you wonder why you've been the weekend guy for 40 Jesus. years. That's where you're going. You're embarrassing San Diego State. You're embarrassing me and Dave and the Tommy's <laughs> fan club. I'm like, I looked at that, and he was 100% serious. Well, I hope when they wear these Friday night, they wear oh, I'm like, dude, they're not fucking wearing those Friday. Fuck. <laughs> so mad, you just got to go, fuck. Yeah. But the one, Dave, that I, I was really, really wanted to see was the alternate road jersey because yeah. I had been told a hundred different ways. But is the alternate the brown? The No, the alternate brown is the one that Tatis had on. The, the, I thought that's the normal road jersey. No, Hosmer. I thought the pinstripes were that one. I thought the brown was the alternate. No, Hosmer's got the everyday road jersey. So they're going to wear brown tops every day? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. I thought the pinstripes was the alternate. Well, I, I mean, mean, was the road. Oh. Yeah, I mean, those two will be the road jerseys. So how much they break it up. But that that was the one that I'd had a handful of people tell me, like, oh, boy, I don't know. I thought it looked kind of cool. I don't know that it's my favorite jersey. I think if I was buying one, I think the majority of us would buy the home jersey. 
But I didn't hate that one either. I was like, shit, that's kind of different. It's all right. I don't think I'm going to like it. I think when it's by itself, fine. But I think when you see it on the field, when you're playing like the guy dang Cardinals or the Dodgers, yeah. they're going to well, go, man, it looks kind of shitty. Well, I would say this. I believe the um, the Machado jersey yeah. and the Hosmer jerseys are here for a long time. If they were going to change anyone out, they could probably make changes to that one. But I, I didn't find it horrendous. I no, didn't they, hate no it. not at all. They aren't horrendous. Again, I'll, I'll say what I, what I was saying before. Padre fans were overjoyed when, when right. the news came out. So you got what you wanted for 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 me. I, that just that was my feeling. It was cool. They wanted to change. I was a guy that just was fine with blue. But that that just me. I'm in the I'm obviously the minority in that one because when you would bring this up about Padre Brown ten years ago, yeah, people were so excited. I mean, he said all the time. People used to send us pictures all the time of this is what I think they should look like. They were into it. So this this is kind of kind of cool for Padre fans for Ron Fowler it's funny he was wearing the big brown blazer yesterday yeah that's great that made me laugh um but it, th- this is it it is it is a a step back in your history it, the thing is that, you know you got to start everything brand new what about uh the font size is it what you wanted i knew you were so I, concerned about how it would go across the chest man i i had said forever that that one with the Matt Kemp script yep. that we have seen I thought was always the coolest one. I love what they did. I really do. I love what they did with it. I think it's great. I love that dark, really dark, rich brown hat that they put out. No, man, I know because Wayne Partello and I had lunch two years ago. Yeah. And he told me all about the process and everything that they had done, the whole thing, and all that had gone into it at that point. And again, I'm trying to think, now shit, Dave, I guess that was about a year ago, kind of leading into uh, Jake's projects. Yeah. Leading in, or leading into the August event, Partello and I had lunch and he talked about everything that had gone into it and all the different focus groups. I, Dave, I, I'm telling you, the marketing team and a bunch of those guys, they're, they have really, really fucked up on a handful of things. <laughs> they have. Yeah. But on the big home run they needed to hit, they hit it. I agree. They hit it. Partello and his team fucking crushed it. Because for me, I just... The thing that was great about last night was personally, as somebody who loves that team, I loved it. And I was expecting to hate it and I loved it and even the two road jerseys I was like fuck those aren't bad I've seen a lot worse for this team's history of course and I go these are these they'll be okay they'll be fine but that home jersey when I looked at that I go I remember how much I loved the Kemp one when I saw it I liked that one a lot last night that we saw I like it a lot all right so here you go as much as you like it are you buying one uh, well, not right now at 390 bucks or whatever yeah, they had them four, priced at. $400. Fucking crazy, And guess right? what? They're almost all sold out. Yeah, I, of course I just looked are. right now. There's only smalls and 5Xs are, are available. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it really, yeah. they're, they're all sold out. But good for them. And, and I, was, I was like, wow, that's a lot of fucking money. Here's the interesting thing. As we mentioned before, Nike has the contract. Mm-hmm. So Nike is now the, the uniform maker for basically every sport, for the NBA, mm-hmm. for... Uh, the NFL and now Major League Baseball. 
the Padres were the first ones to release a Nike jersey. I, I've been cool. going on MLB.com to see if I could see what the Dodger one, the Yankee one, see what you notice. Yeah. And it, none of them are up. So the mm -hmm. Padres are the only ones that have the new Nike jerseys up. It's uh, it, it's interesting. I, I I would have said that the price is too high, but you know what? The fact they're sold out, no, that's not the case at all. But man, four hundred dollars a fucking jersey is a lot of money. Hey man, they've been waiting a long fucking time, a long time, and that was the thing last night. Like when I saw Brady Phelps was crying. I fucking love Brady, man. Brady Phelps. What the hell are you talking about? They said Brady Phelps, and he wrote today. He goes, oh, I was crying last night. You go, hey, I Dave. Crying? Nine out of jersey? Ten, nine out of ten days, I would give Brady a hard time or anybody else. Dude, there are so many guys like Brady that have been kicked in the balls by He deserves kid. to get kicked in the fucking balls. <laughs> Who cries when they pull out a, a jersey? A jersey. Well, Have I, you ever pulled anything out of your closet and just started crying? Uh, no. No. Jesus. I, get a no. hold of yourself. Brady. Well, he may have just okay, teared let's, up. Let's say you're at Petco and you're there for the ceremony and you just happen to look to your and right. Brady, Brady's, Brady's crying. crying. That's my boy, man. I love <laughs> that kid. Oh my God. You can have him now. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but the thing was, crying. I was just waiting. I was just waiting for who's going to be the person to to hate on it and that was my only question not so much with the jersey hosmer had yeah but i thought shit i'd kind of like to see the tatis jersey with the number kind of down below yeah. i'd love to see the machado one but not enough where you go it didn't impact me at all no, I, no. I dug them and i just for that entire fan base and the whole deal this was the craziest shit out yeah. of anything that happened last night and you may hate on Brady Phelps, but I think Brady Phelps got the fucking quote of the night. What do you and say? I'm giving I'm giving him credit and I apologize if it went to somebody else, but I I thought I saw it from the Twitter feed that I was following. The guys were conversing with Pete Seidler last night. And there was a chant about Strasburg and some other things like that. Did you see the quote that was Credited to Seidler what he told the fan last night? What do you say? He said, what about Anthony Rendon playing second base? That's fucking ridiculous. If you're Rendon, why would you? I'd go, I'm a better third baseman than Machado. Has he ever played second? It's, I, the thing that's funny about baseball is those are two interchangeable positions. Second baseman yeah. and third base. You'd think it would be shortstop and, and second, but it's not. It's third, right. third and second. There's no way. How much do you have to pay Rendon to say switch positions and he's going to go, I'm better than him? I'm better than your guy at third. Yeah, I And know. your guy at third is great. Rendon is a great fucking third baseman. Right. I tell you where I think Rendon goes. I think Wait. he goes to the Dodgers. I don't think I would have never said that before, but the fact that he said he's willing to go for that Bryce Harper six-year, $45 million contract or whatever it is, he doesn't want to play a long time. He wants a much shorter contract with a lot more money at the beginning, and he said that $45 million a year sounds really fucking good. All I know— Would you pay Rendon $45 million or would you rather buy a pitcher? Fuck, man. Rendon's pretty special. He is special, but you got a special guy at third. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I mean, wouldn't you? I don't know. My opinion is, you spend the money somewhere else. You find another hole. What are you gonna? So Urias is he out? I don't have any idea. I don't. the The winter meetings I I looked it up today, December eighth through twelfth, right here at the Hilton in San Diego. Pretty fun that they'll be going on down there. Seidler, again, 
said last night that by opening day, they're going to be in the mid-range. Right now, they're in yeah, the lower I like third. I like that. He said, we're, we're going. And he said, if there's another contract like Machado that needs to be done, we're doing it. Good. What the fuck? Well, I thought that was what they said last year when they were chasing Harper. Absolutely. Yeah, so they're willing to throw another $300 million Absolutely. out there. If the deal makes sense. And that's what Seidler said. If the deal makes sense. Well, look. I mean, I Dave, I have to give him plenty of credit. It wasn't that long ago where we would smirk at that. And you can't do that anymore. No. Okay, so let me ask you. Let's say he they go out and they offer Strasburg 10 years, $300 million. Yeah. Smart move? No. No, it's not. No. Guy's 31 years old now. But there are so many guys looking at free agent pitchers that are all of a sudden on the market that are they Garrett Cole or Strasburg? No. But, man, you could feel – I was looking at, like, what John Heyman and a couple other guys had as far as the top 50 free agents that are yeah. out there, right? And – you forget Dallas Keuchel is a free agent again. Yeah. And the number on Dallas Keuchel is dropped like a rock. Of course. Right, yes. because he came in in the middle of the yeah. year. Yep. But all of a sudden, you can get Dallas Keuchel at $13 million a year, not 35 Yep. And there's other guys where you go, oh, man. And having watched the Twins, I feel like the entire top four guys for the Twins rotation, whether it was Kyle Gibson, Jake Adrazi, Michael Pineda, all these fucking guys are free agents and yeah. available for nine or ten million. All I know is this: I don't think I'm going to get bamboozled like Buster Olney did in 2015. I think this is going to be an incredibly interesting off season. I really for hope the third so. year in a row. Third year in a row. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. And I think, I mean, Darren Balsley being out. Yeah, should be the first thing to tell you, like shit's changing over there. You know, what's funny is, what did you think about the hiring of that? Now that you just Larry Rothschild, yeah. Um, it was. I I felt like if you're going to change the culture, you may have to change some of the people that have been there the longest, even the most popular. And Balsley's probably the most popular. Yeah, but Dave, when you go and you look at what Greg Maddox said about him. What Kirby Yates said about him as far as just changes that he made. Yeah. That had such an incredible impact. And we always like dealing with him. Yeah. But 17 years, uh, and Rothschild has a good reputation. Um, I like Darren Bowlesley. But that to me goes, okay, they're 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 hitting the reset button in a bunch of ways. Here's uh here's what's kind of interesting to me with the the Padres and their coaching staff is it's the players, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, we know the pitching staff wasn't very good. I mean, yeah. I, I think Ballsy's done a pretty good job from what I can see from the outside with what he has. Yeah. And then at the same time, we talk about how they fire hitting coaches every single year. At some point, you got to point the finger back at yourself as the GM and say, am I giving these guys enough talented guys to have success with? Here's a funny, a funny tweet I found because, you know, Woods is a Padre fan, but also he's a Yankee fan yeah. first. Okay. And I was giving him a hard time because my goal is to get Woods to say something negative at one point about the Padres because nothing's ever negative. No, it's his friend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's his friend and his livelihood, and he doesn't like controversy. This is from April 8th of this year because now yeah. Brett Boone is now friends with Woods too. Okay. Fire Aaron uh, Aaron Boone and Larry Rothschild right into the sun. That's what he tweeted Fire out. them both. Fire them into the sun. Well, that's a terrible thing to write. Now, Woods, I know, is listening. Brett Boone is not listening. 
but I'm this close to sending a uh, screenshot of this right to your new friend, Brett Boone, to say you were going to fire his brother right into the sun. That's not nice at all. No, I think you should. <laughs> I think you should fucking retweet that. What day was that? April 8th. Seven days in. Dude, seven days in. And what do you think the final score was of the game? Against the Astros, by the way. What do you yeah. think the score was? Four to one. Four to three. It's like, dude, relax, you fucking idiot. Jesus, calm the fuck down. You know what? By the way, I was Ron Woods. Yeah. I was I was out uh, coaching eighteen uh, year olds today, and uh, yeah. this guy goes, "Hey man, uh, you know Woods?" And I go, "Yeah, I go Woods is a good friend of mine." Man, I remember the days before he was married. He'd do those adult league games, and a new girl's with him every game. Oh shit! <laughs> well, they'd show up once, be bored to fucking tears, and never call him again. <laughs> I think that was it. Um. Listen. Yes. I'm about at my rope's end with that guy. <laughs> Mike Costa had an incredible idea the other day. And Mike Costa sends a, a text message to me in Palais going, look, December 15th is the final Raider game at the Coliseum. Final game. Let's go. Yeah. I was and, shocked Mike was willing to go. And I said, ah, oh, man, you know. Interesting. I hadn't really thought about it. And you go on Southwest. We kind of check out a couple of flights. I send a text message back to you guys. And I said, hey, Dave, does Josh want to go? Because it would be kind of wild. And by the yeah. way, here's two flights where it could be pretty manageable. And then the trip expanded out next to Josh Rosenberg. Yep who lives in the Bay Area, like me, like Palais, like Costa, worked on the Charger postgame show with an allegiance to another team other than the Lightning Bolt for Rosie's a Niners guy. Yeah. But he lives in the Bay. Rosie immediately writes back and says, I'm in. Cool. So Rosie's in, I'm in, Costa's in, uh, Dave I'm and Josh, in. Josh are in. in. Yep. And I said, you know what? I go, dude, we got to get our fucking guy Woods in here. We got to bring him in, yes. man. Like, I, I don't want to be that guy who leaves the guy out. So I go, hey, you down for December 15th to go to the fucking final Raider game in the Coliseum? I go, it's like a 12-hour day, which is basically what it is. Yeah. 12-hour day, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you saw that? I saw it. And what I didn't see was, hey, you know what? Thanks for bringing me into the circle. I'd love to be yeah. there. So I didn't ask again. You shouldn't. We booked flights. Yep. We're all in. And he'll be down here coaching third in an empty fucking Southwest College <laughs> softball field. <laughs> when the Raiderettes drive us to the fucking airport. Yeah, fucking guy. He's going to be sitting there throwing those fucking... Uh, you know, the, the batting donut yeah. you put, he'll be chucking it into the back of his Prius. <laughs> Shit, I should have gone. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I can't wait for that trip. I'm looking forward to it. I was saying to you, I've never been to a game in Oakland, and yeah. now they're about to leave, and I said it's going to be one of those things I'm going to regret. We're all I'm going. glad I get to go. Yeah, we're all going. I already booked it. I already paid for my flight. Yeah. So... Costa and I already, cost, me, Costa, and Rosie are guaranteed in. 
Uh, you and Josh got to get flights booked, and then we'll just go. And here's the thing. For anybody that's done it, you can fly into Oakland. I think we leave here at 10. We land in Oakland at noon. Yeah. You don't even have a bag. And you get off the plane in Oakland. You go right to the BART station in the airport. And it drops you off at the Oakland Coliseum 10 minutes later. And so I think we get dropped off at like 1230. And then... Uh, Hang out afterwards, right? There's yeah. always tailgate shit going on. And take the BART right back to the stadium. And I think we fly back here at 930 that night, back in at 11. There you go. Oh, yeah. 13-hour day. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not in. Hey, he has to get up early. So, well, do, so he does, does Mike. Yeah, so does Mike. Right across the street. <laughs> right mike is mike could call it i don't know how mike gets all the vacation time that he does mike's on an earlier flight home than we are yeah mike's on a six fifteen flight gets him home at seven thirty. oh my gosh i don't that well, that to me fucking woods it. can do the same thing well he didn't want to go Jeez. he didn't like it he, he's scared it's scary those raider female fans are too uh too scary for him i talked to someone today who went up for the game Raiders Chargers on Thursday. Yeah. And I said, you know, how was it? They good. They threw beer at me the whole time. I go, what were you wearing? Philip Rivers, powder blue. And I'm like, what well, the fuck do you think was going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> you dumb shit. <laughs> I mean, fuck. You asked for it. Yeah. Um, along those lines, talk about because there won't be a show Sunday, December 15th. Just to give you the schedule, we will be back tomorrow. Yeah. And then that is it for, when are we back? Um, probably a week from Thursday. Okay. Unless you want to do a show Sunday night, which we may do a week from tonight, uh, but I'll be in Toronto where it'll be 24 degrees. So I don't know. Jesus. Right? Maybe we'll do one, but I'm just giving you a heads up. If you don't get a show next Sunday or Monday, um, and thank God I've muted the two guys that complain the most about it, so I won't see it. I can't fucking be here if I'm in Canada, you dumb shits. <laughs> and then you bitch if I do one on the phone. But um, I'm just hanging out on Monday. And Sunday night, I don't know, but maybe we'll do it. Otherwise, I'm just giving you a heads up. Be prepared that we'll be back tomorrow. This week's fine, but I'm on a flight 6 o'clock in the morning uh, Wednesday and not back till 11 o'clock the following Wednesday. So no show a week from tonight is my guess. Are you, um, what are you doing in Toronto? What are you going to see? Uh, so we go for biggest trade show of the year. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see a sporting event. I was going to go to the Raptors game a week from tomorrow, but I don't think I'm going to go because, uh, Kyle Lowry, who I wanted to see is out for at least two weeks, broke a thumb or something. And then uh, Serge Ibaka is out for a couple of weeks. And so for me, Dave, I'm like, eh, I, I wanted to go. I won't see the, the Maple Leafs play the Bruins on Friday, but I got an event on Friday oh, night. Really? So that would have been kind of fun. But um, Monday is an off day for me. Tuesday is an off day for me. And then I fly home Wednesday night. So I think Tuesday I'm going back to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Really? Which, 
when my kids went to Monterey, I have friends that could go, and we have friends here. Do you have friends that can go to the San Diego Zoo five times a year yeah, or SeaWorld? I, can, I can't. You what? You I can? cannot. No. I cannot. How many times could you go? Fuck, I've been to the zoo maybe three times in my life, and I've been in San Diego for 30 years. Right. And yeah. you go, and after a half hour, you're just like, oh, every time. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but for me, um, the Hockey Hall of Fame in downtown Toronto is insanely yeah. fucking cool. It's great. And honestly, to be to be perfectly honest with you, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, I'm just gonna get drunk off my ass because yeah. I got else friends you up in there. Canada, you gotta stay warm. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So I'll be at the Loose Moose. Yeah. Which is a great bar. I'm gonna be uh, playing five pin bowling at Shamrock. I'm gonna play five pins. <laughs> fucking great. Al Taylor knows what I'm talking about. Uh, I'll be at Real Sports Bar down by Social Bank <laughs> Arena. I'll be down there about four nights. I'll be at uh, the beautiful Chop Steakhouse in downtown Mississauga where they invented Swedish fish. My kids Are you making it. shit up right now? No. My kids got Swedish fish for Halloween. They're like, Dad, don't you stay in Mississauga? I go, yeah. I go, yeah, it's where this comes from. Who knew? Who, now we all know. Uh, the hometown of... I think Josh Naylor is from Mississauga. Great. But you asshole. Uh, no, but we go and it's great. We have seven guys from our team go uh, incredibly long days, probably two 17-hour days, uh, Friday, Saturday. Woods would never make it. No, no, no. You can't do that. Sunday is a little bit more mellow. And then, uh, and for these guys, man, the other guys on my team, they fly into Toronto Thursday night, fly out Sunday night, man. Like they're in really quick, wow. but I hang out for a couple of days because I got really good friends up there, and it's just it's a really fucking cool place to chill out. Dude, so. It sucks that you're missing the hockey game, though. I wish we were going to see the the Bruins Maple Leafs. That yeah, been sweet. at some point, some point I'll catch one up there. But I, I mean, I was like going into the arenas, but I, I have to be honest. When I would have bought tickets was right about the time that we had talked about the Raider trip. Yeah, and um, I'm much, much more excited about Raiders final game than I am, Dave, even about Maple Leafs, uh, Bruins yeah. or Raptors. Who are they playing? Charlotte Hornets. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. There's no one on the Hornets who's going to say, what is he, Terry Rozier? That's what my kid said to me. <laughs> but just, Walker's not there, man. What are you going to say? No, but that's it. So, yeah, just be prepared that next week may be a little different, but maybe we'll I'll check in for an hour on the phone just to keep the schedule normal. Then my guess would be week from Thursday back in the garage for the second show, and then we're squared. Perfect. Hey, uh, I want to mention a couple things. I want to mention Brian Curry. Of course, he's the real estate agent of the stars right here in San Diego. More than 20 years in the business. He's the guy to talk to right now if you're thinking about making a change in your living situation. Brian Curry is the guy I'm using right now. Couldn't be happier with every time we make a phone call, he picks up the phone, he answers any question that we have because we're not exactly sure which way the market's going. So many people are concerned right now with the situation, how it's going to play out now in November compared to what happened might happen in April. Brian's your guy too, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Proud member of the U.S. Navy, happy Veterans Day weekend to BC, Brian Curry. 
Yeah, there is a huge difference between people that know what they're doing and people that don't. Yep. And unfortunately, I just have some friends that are going through a couple of real estate transactions, different parts of the country that are incredibly frustrated because they were so excited to move in. They moved out of their house. Timing wasn't right. And now they're jammed up and all their stuff's in storage and they're basically in a motel and they may be there for a month. And they're worried about Thanksgiving maybe in a motel and where it goes from there. And it's because their real estate agent made promises that they couldn't deliver. Jesus, And that's why you need somebody like Brian Curry, who has done it all, has seen it all, expects everything that you wouldn't so that holidays are spent in that house that you want. He's the greatest. He's the reason why Dave's using them, and I use them as well. Give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Jeff just mentioned Alan Taylor as well. Taylor and May Pools. Again, it's November, and it's still hot as hell in Man. San Diego. Perfect time to enjoy that beautiful pool by Taylor and May Pools. More than 20 years in the business as well. You think about your great backyard and how you want it to look. Alan Taylor has a 3D design to show you with the virtual tours to take all the guesswork out of it. Guess what? Your perfect pool is just a phone call away. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Man, you see that uh, commercial that's on right now, and it's the guy, and he's in the backyard, and it's a hot day, and he's raking leaves, and all of a sudden his daughter comes out and says, hey, can you drive me to my friend's house? Oh, I hate that commercial. Well, he starts visualizing, and what yeah, do you see his next? His daughter's a pain in the ass. Yeah, the land mover comes out, <laughs> and next thing you know, there's an okay pool being built, but why not take it one step further and have a tailor-made pool built? And Dave, you're exactly right. Today was one of those days where it had just been a long, hectic week, and you're just kind of hanging out, watching football, doing nothing. Probably a lot of us did that, but for the people that have been smart and made that call to Alan Taylor, you had the benefit of saying, yeah, I'm going to watch the game, but then I'm going to go hang out by the pool and just relax and barbecue and do everything else. It is a completely different level of living the good life, and you can do it as well. Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Click on that sponsor page and see for yourself the amazing work that Alan and his team have done. Why not make you the next customer that they do it for? Absolutely. Also, don't forget about our good friend, Dan Williams. Dan's your guy as well with the financial market and the situation it is. It's important that you give Dan Williams a call. Ask Dan, what should I do next? What's happening with the market as far as my retirement goes? How am I going to make my money last? So many people are concerned. They don't aren't exactly set up for retirement. It's one of those things that's, I think, changed from generation to generation the most as far as people that we knew that understood how your money is going to last and basically knew if, hey, if I lived age 70, I'm going to be okay. Dan Williams is your guy to talk to. And again, he's a good friend of the show. He's also, as Jeff says, he helps out many vets right there. Dan is uh, is the guy we recommend that you talk to. He also has two great books out as well as I will look up Dan's number because I cannot find the piece of paper for him. You have it memorized, don't you? Well, I just wanted to talk about Borrow Smart, Repay okay. Smart. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Um, uh, borrow Smart, Repay Smart, Dan's book uh, that you can get at sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff uh, is so doggone important. And I have talked a lot over the last couple of weeks about my own credit. And 
in my early twenties, just mistakes I made with credit cards and being lazy and just being dumb and not paying it back. And nothing worse, Dave, than when I went to buy a house right after getting married and my credit score was embarrassingly bad. And your wife's looking at you and your broker's looking at you. You're going, what the heck am I doing? And if you're in that situation, man, Dan can help you. But uh, especially if you're in the military, how to buy a house with no money down. There's so many incredible programs that you can be a part of. But I've started looking at Dan's book and really paying attention, knowing that probably over the next 12 months, I'm going to be buying a house and just kind of taking some of his thoughts and applying it to my own financial situation so that when insurance kicks in and HOA kicks in and, oh, yeah, that mortgage payment kicks in, I'm going to be ready. I was incredibly stoked using Dan's work to get up to about 760. Uh, I was at holding in about seven. Do you know your credit score? It's high. It's good. I was, I was one of those yeah. things I've always looked out for. I'm doing well. I watch it at least every week, if not every 10 really? days. Yeah, I'm always paying attention to it because I just want to see what's going on. 791. And I don't say that for any reason other than, believe me, if I can do it, you guys can all do it. But you need to do it and find a way to incorporate that mortgage plan. That's why 858-688-6813 is the number you need. Because if you have a mortgage... You have to find a way to borrow smart, repay smart. Absolutely. Kyle Fluger's your guy for websites as well. He's done a fantastic job with two of our own, jakesprojects.org and daveandjeffshow.com. Kyle's number is 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Well, I'm going to scout for talent in Toronto. One of the main reasons I'm going there <laughs> is to see about babesonprobation.ca. <laughs> see if we can launch that up there, the Canadian version. I know there's a bunch of Toronto chicks, man. Days get cold, decisions get poor. And all of a sudden, now they're lonely at night. Nobody to drink at Labatt's with. Yeah. All they need is a place to connect with guys like you. Well, we're going to have San Diego. Alan Horton couldn't be more excited. Andrew Wiggins playing like a champion the other night. Yeah. But he goes, man. Yes, it's been a great year for Wolves basketball, but it's going to be even better when babesonprobation.com slash the Minneapolis edition gets launched. Uh, uh, Florida Marlins making all kinds of moves. I just saw they hired Miami some, Marlins. Or Miami Marlins. Uh, Hensley Mullins going to go down there and be the hitting coach for Don Mattingly's team. Really exciting news for the Marlins fans. <laughs> Almost as exciting as Glenn Geffner running babesonprobation.com for Miami <laughs> and time permitting the Tampa St. Pete area. That's hilarious. And hopefully West Palm Beach. I'm permitting. Yeah. We'd like to expand out to West, West Palm Beach. Steve Verismo blows up my phone every day. He goes, you know what? God, there's a ton of chicks in trouble in Glendale, Arizona, and they all look so lonely. When I run into them at the Applebee's when I'm hanging out with JoJo Tarantino, <laughs> We're going to bring so many people together in 2020, and Kyle Fluger is going to be the guy. He's just going to be John Williams, and we're going to be the band playing the theme from Star Wars. Yeah. And I couldn't be more excited to bring all these girls that made one simple mistake. <laughs> uh, well, maybe two when you look at their facial tattoos. But other than that, we're going to bring it all together and put together the Lonely Hearts Club. <laughs> there, there you go. All right. 
So we don't talk a lot of college football, but oh. we're going to mention this. Obviously. Da, 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 da. So yesterday, yeah. okay, as we do the show today, da, 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 da. Alabama loses 46-41 to, to LSU. Ed Orgeron. I know, man. How about, okay, a couple things. Yes. How about the kid that turned his phone on and recorded Ed in the locker room? Well, I didn't see that. Ed saying, from now on, this is our fucking stadium. Fuck Bama. We're going to win the recruiting roles. Dropped fuck like three times. And it, even Reggie Bush went after him saying, dude, th- this is private. What stays in the locker room stays yeah. in the locker room, you know? And uh, this kid records the whole damn thing, and then it's, it's everywhere. So here's – and if I'm Ed, I'm doing the same thing, firing up my team. Right. My team. I mean, shit. So great win for, for LSU. And everyone's giving me shit because they love to give me shit about the Dodgers and Alabama. Alabama's still going to get into this fucking thing. Oh, yeah, they always they, do. They, 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 and, they, and they should. This time, they definitely should. All LSU has to do is win out. Uh-huh. LSU has to knock off Ole Miss horse shit. Arkansas, worse than them. Texas A&M, and then beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. Okay. They will be number one. Alabama will still have the one loss, but they will be the best loss out of all the Who does Alabama teams. have left? Alabama just has Auburn left. They only have one tough game left. It's Auburn. Wow. But you don't have to play Georgia now because you aren't going to make the SEC championship game. Okay. So if Alabama knocks off Auburn mm-hmm. and LSU wins out, Alabama's going to get in. They're going to have the, mm-hmm. the best loss out of all the teams with one loss. Oklahoma is a shitty loss. Yep. Everyone else is a shitty loss compared to that. So that being said, 100% fine with it. Okay. The number one oh, team has never won the whole thing. Hold on. I'm going to give you credit in a second. Okay. Your Minnesota Getty Gophers pulled off a huge fucking win this week. Unbelievable. Weekend. And if I'm USC, I'm going after P.J. Fleck. It's interesting um, with P.J. Fleck. Just signed an extension. Buy him out. It's private school. $10 million. $10 million is the buyout. But we, we saw because when I was a kid, let me start this way. When I was a kid, we went out. My uncles took me out to see go for football. I was, fuck, man. I don't even remember how old I was. I was a kid. But Tony Dungy was the quarterback of that team. And I remember having him on at Extra yeah. saying, dude, like my first football memory is Tony Dungy being the quarterback at the U of M. And that fucking team, other than like for a short window when Lou Holtz was the head coach and then bailed for Notre Dame, I mean, they've had so many guys that have just been a disaster. The only guy who was relatively good Glenn Mason maxed out at getting them to the Music City Bowl they they wow. Music City Bowl and then they had Tim Brewster who had been a tight ends coach he was horrible <laughs> they went and got Jerry Kill from Northern Illinois who I'm I'm not even saying this being a smart ass that guy's legacy was that he couldn't manage his epilepsy and had four or five situations where he had seizures in front of the team. Jesus. And it got really bad. So a couple of years ago, the Gophers were looking at two coaches. They were looking at P.J. Fleck coming out of Western Michigan Yep, and Les Miles. Those were the two guys that were up for the job. And for me, I'll tell you, and (laughs) really open, I've never been a guy that buys into the whole motivational speaker. and Yeah. You don't like to row the boat. Well, I mean, you had to give him credit for what he had accomplished, but I just wasn't sure about his whole act or how it would go. 
they started off really bad. They struggled, and it sure felt like it was a lot about him and not about the team. But then you started to watch him last year, and he started to change to the point when they came out here at the Holiday Bowl, they beat Washington State, and you go, shit, man. And then this year, you start watching him, and he had a quarterback, and he had a big offensive line, and a couple of guys that can run the ball, and a couple of guys that can catch the ball. And you go, well, they're going to be pretty good. And and really, Dave, going into this year, I thought, man, they're probably back in the Holiday Bowl. I think they got another shot. Going into that game yesterday, having two weeks off, and my brother and I were talking about it yesterday. In our entire lifetime, there's never, ever once been a day for that college football team that we could remember where you go, man, this is probably the biggest game in our entire lifetime for this program. Wow. And to have them win... And get out and see that atmosphere was insane. Now, I'll tell you what Fleck has said, which is interesting, because a lot of people, after getting burned by Lou Holtz, are waiting to get burned by P.J. Fleck. But what he said the other day was that the reason he took that job was to do what Barry Alvarez did at Wisconsin, what Kirk Ferentz and Hayden Fry did at Iowa, and he said, I really kind of would like to do the same here. He just got a new contract on Tuesday. Yeah. Pays him about $5 million a year. The buyout is $10 million. But when I looked at it, it's the money for his assistant coaches is incredibly low, and his incentives for winning like a Big Ten championship are like fifty grand. What? There is already talk that the contract that he signed on Monday yeah. will be torn up and redone as early as this week. They should. Because they have to kick in the incentive money. They have to kick in his assistant coach money. Yes, he do. Um, but I don't think he leaves this year. What's interesting is after next year, it only drops to $4.5 million. But I don't know that he – I mean, he could – but he has said he's got a huge recruiting class coming in. His recruiting class is going to be good and should be even better now after what they did. They go on the road. I was just looking at their schedule. They've got Northwestern coming up. They've got, I think they've, oh, they, they got have Iowa. Iowa on the road. Then Northwestern, then Wisconsin. At home, though. At Wisconsin's home. at home. Yeah. But. It was, and then I was so excited about that game. Uh, watching Alabama LSU was insane, and then last night, I just man the frust the uniforms were great. I just had a great day with a bunch of kids for uh, Dave and Buster's for my son's birthday. The Gophers had won. Everything was going great, and then the Aztecs just fell flat on their face last night. Just flat on their face. So frustrating, but great day for the Govs. And now we just, uh, that Iowa team's going to be fired up to get them. Like, that's the thing. It's the first time that I can remember where they clearly have a target on their back. And we'll see how they respond to it. I but, think they're better than, I think they're, they're better than Iowa. I think they're better than Wisconsin. And uh, obviously, well, you got Ohio State right there. Yeah. But that, if they, the way I saw it today was if they were to make it through to the Big Ten Championship, play Ohio State, and lose to Ohio State, they'd still go to the Rose Bowl. 
That would be pretty cool. Which would be unbelievable. That would be cool. Against that horseshit Utah team. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see Weddle's on the rookie tonight? Is that right? No. Yeah, he's on the rookie tonight. No, I didn't know that. That's funny. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, speak, uh, they, had but, a, they had a tough day, and uh, the Rams lost today in Pittsburgh. Um, I keep hearing James Franklin to USC. I would love that. Uh, the thing is, you know, Penn State's a major program too. You know, that's that's the issue, and it has a lot of history. James Franklin um, was outstanding when he was at Vanderbilt. He was outstanding at Penn State. I don't know what what SC does. They obviously need a big-name coach. I mean, they yeah. need someone that the fans are going to get excited about, somebody that can obviously recruit. There, there are changes coming. They had a nice win yesterday against Arizona State, but USC football is not close to what it should be. No, and I, I kind of think I think they're looking for a little bigger than P.J. Fleck at this point. I, I think they're looking for a bigger – it wouldn't shock me in two years if that guy is looked at for big-time jobs. But I, I know USC is staying away from Urban Meyer. I don't get it. I mean, I understand what Urban Meyer has as his history – but you win a national championship and everybody forgets it. Right. You know? And the technically, everything that's happened with Urban Meyer had nothing to do with Urban Meyer. You know? All the stuff, the the murderers that he had yeah. on his team and the guys that committed crimes and the coach that was beating up his wife. Yeah, he probably should open his eyes a little bit. Yeah. But it wasn't Urban Meyer beating up his wife. And it wasn't Urban Meyer's killing people. But then they go out and they beat Arizona State yesterday. Like, Clay Helton has to be out, right? Yes, he's out. Got to be. Mike Bone's going to bring in his own guy. Watch him bring in the fucking Cincinnati coach. Watch him bring in Brady Hoke. <laughs> Chuck Long. I don't think he was here long enough to hire a coach, right? I don't know. He was here two years. Was he here? I feel the- like, though, I feel like it wasn't even that long. Like, it, it could have been a deal where he left, where he started in September of one year and added, you know, like, if you start September of 2018. Yeah. And you bail in February of 2020. I mean, it shows that you were there two years. I just, I didn't feel like he was there that long. I don't remember. I can't even tell you. These athletic directors at San Diego State that come and go and the changes and you go, well, yeah. You know, what did you do? You know, what, what happened here? Which way did it go? Um, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll come back tomorrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've been going for about an hour tonight. Sure. We'll, we'll, we'll Perfect. Come, we'll come back tomorrow. We'll knock out another show. It was fun finally. Knocking out the Padre uniform thing as I'm sitting there looking at our old shows in the last few weeks. Man, we talk a lot of Padre uniforms. They they got it done. Yeah, good for the fans. Good for the fans, and like that was it. Were it, your kids excited? Did they see them? Yeah. They okay, good. They were cool. They thought they were cool. And the good thing is, too, it moved the focus off of Tingler. Like I thought, Dave, I, I mean, just... Tingler was there last night. Yeah. But I thought what Machado and Hosmer said was pretty good. That saying talk I mean, Hosmer said, look, this team probably needs to go back to fundamentals and do those kind of things. And Hosmer said, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking to him. And Machado comes out. Again, it's now we get it. It's November. But Machado's saying, Man, I enjoyed that. Let's see what we can do. We're ready to go. I'll be honest, with you. I think everything circles around Machado. Of course. You know, he sets the tone for what the organization's going to be. Now, Pete Seidler said something very interesting in the paper that asked by Kevin Acey, if Andy Green had had a 500 record, would he have been back? And Pete Seidler said no. Yeah. That no, he was gone. Uh, Andy lands on his feet, bench coach for David Ross in Chicago. So that's a good gig. 
for him. But I don't know. I'm the, Look, it's none of my business what happened there, I guess. The feeling is that he and Preller were never quite on the same page and hadn't been on the same page for a while. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I feel like yesterday was the first kind of step that we needed as a fan base after the frustration of maybe not going out and getting an established manager. Yeah. You go, all right, well, now we kind of got one in the win column. We'll see what happens with Tingler. We're kind of all over that. Do you think that means if Tingler's not 500 this year, he's out too? No, no, I didn't take it that way. I took it. Why not the, though? Why wouldn't he be out after one year? Um, Because I feel like if, well, I mean, if you're going to put a better roster on, which sounds like what they're going to do. Well, if Preller's out, he may be out. Uh, I mean, but, but it sounded like it was about Andy, not about the record. Yeah. Is the way I took the quote was that, no, he was, we're getting him the fuck out of here. Don't ask me another question about that guy. We packed him up. He came into the office. He goes, hey, what's with all these boxes? And we're like, get the fucking hint. <laughs> what's up with all these boxes? <laughs> what happened to my pictures on the wall? Yeah, where are they? Guess what? They're in box two. And do me a favor. Try not to have such a forced smile. Wherever you end up next, probably Amarillo, you dick. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> Where's Mark Loretta then? Shit, I don't know what happened to him. He'll be back. Padres communications, like we're doing what, like shaking hands around the community. You know yeah. what I mean? Him and Tim Stauffer? Yeah. Tim Tuffle. <laughs> Fuck. But at least, man, kudos for all the fans. They they got it right. They did a good job. And I'm, I just, it was a really, really good day. I was really, really happy for everybody um, because you just wanted to be cool. And again, the alternate road I was described to me as horrendous. I didn't find it horrendous. No, at all. I don't think anything was horrendous. No, nah, I think it'll be fine. But that home jersey, pretty fucking cool. Pretty fucking cool. Congrats to all those guys. We'll see you tomorrow night. All right. Just call me Cause when I